Welcome to 10,000 Roads to Financial Independence, the podcast where we interview real people with real stories of taking charge of their time and reaching financial independence faster. And now, your host, Elisa Zen. Hi everyone, this is Elisa, and uh, today I am going to interview Dustin Henderson, um, who is a successful designer. He owns a design firm and uh, also uh, single family investing. Um, you know, we're gonna have him talk about his business over there. You know, the more I talk with Dustin, the more I discover there's other things that he's involved in. Um, so today I thought it would be really interesting to kind of interview him about his life story, how he got to where he is. Um, hi, Dustin. Uh, do you want to kind of give us a little bit background? Uh, what are some business that you already own right now? Um, and yeah. Um, we do own a design firm and that's kind of the majority of our day-to-day work that is done. And that's where my love for real estate comes from. I love designing and making really, really good spaces for people and what, what spaces that they want or else improving any space. I have a sort of an innate talent to just the way my brain works. I can just go into a space and I can just, I can just kind of critique the space and make the flow really, really good in my head immediately and kind of improve the space if that's what a a client wants. Um, And that is my, that's my favorite thing. That's my funnest thing. And I think I have a a small natural talent for that. So that's why I really like it. But I do, I like multifamily real estate the most as far as investing. So we're involved in investing in different multifamily projects. And we also develop in our local community. So where I'm at right now, this is basically the parking is underneath and this is an old downtown building where we added oh, wow. this structure on. So I'm I'm out of the construction industry, but I still design and then I work closely with other construction firms. This is actually the last project that we're doing ourselves and the mm-hmm. rest of this stuff will actually hire a contractor to build cool. it all up. So I'm, I'm getting out of the building and more into the design and more into the multifamily stuff. Yeah. Uh, and why is that? Um, single family is all emotional, emotion driven. And that's what I primarily was in for the last 15 years. And then the bigger complexes that I did develop, we got up to a 30 unit basically. Um, we noticed that the 30 unit is just as easy as the 10 unit or the fourplex to manage and for the most part. So all the expenses are, you know, kind of similar. They're a lot less. The scale's way better. Then we, uh, kind of found syndication and realized it's even better after hundred units. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, uh, Dustin, you also invest, like how are you investing in multifamily right now? Um, so one of the deals is with you and Zach in Phoenix. Um, I went through the Sum Rock mentoring course, uh, a little over a year ago now. And I just started, instead of going and getting my own deal, I started to just network and get to know all the other syndicators because I realized I don't want to do operations. I want to just be initially involved in the deal and then any type of design work that's needed. Cause I'm not a day to day operator. I'm not, that's like my week. Yeah. That's where I'm weak. So I want to go to my strengths. So, uh, I was started LP investing and then bringing other people's money into 
some of these deals when I found good syndicators. The LP means limited partner. So this is something that you're basically taking your money and being an investor, um, invest it into a deal and then return passively from there. So Dustin, you know, quickly kind of, sh- we want to kind of shift the topics a little bit to kind of take us back, you know, um, back when you first started. Um, and have you ever worked in, you know, like a W-2 job, like where this all kind of started? Um, yeah, I have worked in a W-2 job, but I always preferred to be commission-based. Um, and what happened was I was going to school for engineering and I decided that I wanted to run my own company instead of be an employee. And uh, so I just started doing construction because it was the easiest way to, for me to get in the door of owning mm-hmm. my own business. And I, it was a roofing company and a, a guy uh, let me buy into his company and then I eventually bought it out from him. But I realized that I liked the architecture a lot better than anything else to do with the business. Mm-hmm. And I just started building houses and transitioned out of roofing into building houses and keeping, we kept all of our duplexes and, um, and then single family kind of like got really, really hard to do. A lot of emotion was involved. So mm-hmm. that's when we took the next step for the multifamily. What, what kind of emotions? What kind of emotions? Um, it's their house. It's their biggest purchase they're ever going to make. So they're every little thing they tend to over micromanage. Um, and I just learned it's all about the best communication. If you can communicate with the people, that was, that's the best thing in building houses. So it's not even about the end product. It's more about keeping them, them informed the whole way through the product. You could do a, you could build a much better product and get it done on time under budget. Uh, if you communicate with them really, really well, your product can be subpar and it just doesn't have to be as good of a product. It's all about communication. And that's just not, just not that great at that. That was yeah. just also not my strong suit. So multifamily just suits me much better. Be- Working because, with investor, investors yeah. and high-minded people is way, way easier. Got it. Got it. So it's kind of working in single family and then you're helping them to design their family. I'm guessing. Yeah. Right. So now like if I help, when I help design now, I'm better at it. So, I mean, it took me a long time. I would really do anything. I would try, I would try anything, do any, any job and then get myself into it and then realize, Oh, I'm actually, this is not my strong suit. So I've kind of became self-aware of what I'm good at, what I'm not good at. So I really try to be picky now with the work that I do. Yeah, so really kind of dive in. Yeah, Yeah. diving head first. So what do you think, now thinking back a little bit more, um, what do you think like your upbringing or, you know, give us some ideas, like what do you think like helped you um, have that mindset? Is there anything you can kind of think back that kind of help you kind of tied into this, hey, let's just dive in and do this because, you know, a lot of folks like me included, we always think about something very long and then take some education perhaps and get, get into it. Um, so how is the genetics different here? So I, I feel that, well, I, so my upbringing, I don't know. I was raised in a good family. Um, yeah. and you know, we went to church and we were, everybody was responsible as far as everyone around us, all of our family, aunts and uncles, were everyone very responsible and, you know, no troublemaking and, you know, very religious. So the upbringing was very wholesome and that definitely has something to do with being, you know, I think it's easier to be kind, you know, when you were kind, when you're being raised and you were raised kind. Um, so, but my up, I don't know. I was, I just, sorry, went on a tangent there. Um, 
the upbringing though i i don't know i just even when i was younger i would really wouldn't i'm not scared to approach people and talk so it's easy for me to network um yeah but so that just means right that i have experience networking because i have been networking ever since i'm two and if you're not a networker now you're 40 years behind me in networking so now you need to network way way harder to get to be as good of a networker yeah so i do how believe you, in a growth, growth mindset how were you too. how were you networking when you were two like tell us oh, maybe I don't know some if stories I, networking. I don't know if i was networking when i was two <laughs> but you know when i was five say uh i used to bring candy to school and give it away to people and i would get make friends faster <laughs> yeah yeah, that's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, now, is there someone in your family, you know, that is like really instrumental to kind of make you feel like, hey, I can do everything? Because that's a level of confidence. You know, a lot yeah. of our folks will be very interested in kind of learning. Yeah. My, my mom is insanely confident. She thinks she can do everything to the tune that she still goes so hard when she plays racquetball that she hurts herself every time so she can't play anymore. <laughs> so yeah. I, my mom has an extreme amount of confidence. And my dad, I was the oldest son, so he probably he probably complimented me all the time too. That might have mm -hmm. built my confidence. But yeah, I have I have a lot of confidence. I'm not really scared. One thing too is that I don't really understand things until I do them, and I'm super curious, so I want to understand them. So it's easier for me to just start a development project and do it to actually understand it rather than try mm. to understand it prior to doing it. Right. I think a lot of that that's a huge thing um i think a lot of folks that are successful that I've met is you got to learn at a certain point and then kind of get in and just do it because a lot of stuff you can't learn on textbook um, no. it, yeah so so you know your family upright it sounds like you have a very encouraging parents which is something for our viewers you know, to take notes on because some of our viewers will be thinking about um how do we actually um basically helping our kids to be more successful right so that that's something really good to take away there um okay so now fast forward you were 20 years old i guess you get you went to some college or whatnot like how did you kind of decide that design is kind of your passion because you were roofing company which is very uh you know it's 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 much less creative than design yeah. firm it right. seems to be a big pivot. So how did that happen? Well, I was able to, I, so I pivoted into building houses. So I, and the first houses I built were our duplexes that we're going to keep. So they're rentals. So we just basically used just a standard template. We didn't really design much. I didn't know much about design, but mm -hmm. I, I started building it. And then I started adding in little things that were better for design. And I started learning about design. And then I realized I just, that was where my, that's where one of my best talents lies was in design. I can just see things. I can see, I can actually come into a room and feel it and feel why it's not right. So yeah. I use like intuition to try to understand why this room is not making me feel good and why, why what would need, like when you come into a too tight of an office space and you're all claustrophobic in the office and you just want to get out of the office, like you're trying to find excuses like, hey, I don't want to sign this lease. I need to get out of this office as fast yeah. as I can. So, like the office we have on our property that right, we're helping exactly. designing right now. Yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. that same thing. Like, how do you make that office way better? And I can, so I just listen to myself. I listen to what I tell myself. But I also had the benefit of building for 15 years and I got to design everything because it's my, it's, you know, it, a lot of it was mine. 
and I, I'm bold. I took risks and I, I build the modern stuff. I could, I'd build the new stuff. So that stuff never yeah. scared me. And I just, I just got better and better and better at design because I'm on the job. I ha I'm involved with every aspect. I'm involved with interior designers, architects, engineers. Um, and then I'm also got thinking about the value add component the entire time as well. So it's, mm -hmm. uh, it's just a, it's all experience, I guess. So I've got 15 years of designing and building and then critiquing my own designs inside of them. So I'll design a house for, I'll design a house for people and I'll walk through it after it's framed because there's always mm -hmm. something that can be improved upon. And it really only takes me about 30 minutes to walk through. And we usually end up adding window here or there, kind of where we've missed. Got and it, this, got it. mine though, these are, not expensive homes either. These are these homes that around here is five hundred thousand is usually about the top of the budget. Nobody really goes above that. So most of the houses we build are four hundred thousand to three hundred thousand. So you get a cust a level of custom home build in a you know it's not like these guys can afford architects. So but, I can I can design everything for them. That's rate. a and special niche that you service extra service that you're providing your yeah. clients. And, and right. you know, kind of adding the value, which really distinguish you from maybe other competitive uh, competitors who is just a builder. And yeah. so I, but I think it's really hard to transition into a design firm or to start a design firm because no, like you're not really providing anyone with anything solid, right? You're providing yeah. them with intellectual information. So if you don't have a lot of information to show them, they don't know what you can even really design. Why are they going to trust you? To, and then they'll go to the, you know, the, the person that has the most experience. So I do think that just starting out at the gate with a design firm is a lot harder than most businesses. So I would not recommend, I don't know if I'd recommend that. I mean, you'd have to, I mean, you can do it. You can definitely do it, but it's a lot. The path I took is, I guess I just would use stepping stones, I would say. But yeah, I, had a so, I had a portfolio well, so I was able to show yeah. that I could design. What would you tell us about your first project? You know, like for someone who is thinking about, hey, I want to get into a design firm or a developer that has maybe a, a design eye to it. It's actually yeah. adding as a service to it. Yep. What was your first project like? So my first, I, I mean, there, I can tell you about the coolest project I did that was the most yeah. designed. My very first project, it wasn't a ton of design. It was mainly just me figuring out how to build houses and I screwed everything up and had to redo it multiple <laughs> times. But my first actual real cool design job, uh, I got to design this apartment for multifamily, a 30 unit modern mixed use apartment. So yeah. that was probably my funnest design because yeah. it's kind of when I first get started. Yeah, so kind of going back to the first project, because you, you mentioned, this is actually very interesting. You mentioned that you have screwed everything up, you know, for that, but sounds like you were a builder and then who is trying to do design, right? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I was great. a builder that yeah. got in. So I was a roofer that got interested in building and started building. And then I was a builder that got interested in designing and started designing. Got um, it. And I was, I invested in smaller properties and then I started and it's your own money. Properties. Yeah. And it's your own yeah. money that you're working on. So basically your first project is kind of your own money that you're working on, um, yep. working with. So not a lot of risk uh, for investors. So, if, hey, if it fails, it's my own money that fails. 
Um, yep. And it was interesting because you talked about stepping stones. So you were roofing, and then the builder of roofing is obviously a little closer. So you got into building, and then uh, now you're like, hey, I have a project. So maybe perhaps you couldn't afford designer. And you're like, hey, I'm going to jump in and do design. And kind of the rest is history, yeah? Yep. Great. Yeah, awesome. and I started to some of the design, you know. I yeah. started doing some of the design at first. So, I, I mean, I basically just stepping stoned it up. I was doing design for just my small projects. Then uh, basically I said, hey, I'm better at designing than I am building. So yeah. Yeah. let's figure out how to quit building. And I just networked with a few guys, and then I just give them my building leads now. Yeah, yeah. So that's very interesting, the pivot point. We kind of talk about small business. you got to be able to pivot. Um, what is the moment that you realize you're like, hey, I don't really like building that much, but I like designing? You know, because it sounds like you did a lot of soul searching from roofer to developer and the designer, and then you're like, okay, this is the this is the one. Like, how do you know? Um, I guess designing is super easy for me. It just flows. just I'm comes out of me. I can... I could seriously, you could drive me around to different places and we could talk about design and how to improve the design of that or this. And I would do that for free and it's easy for me and fun. So it's, it's like when it's so effortless, that's when you know that you should do it. When you get insane results and it's super easy for you, effortless, because that's basically your superpower. So you should be doing that. Yeah. So... I just, uh, that's, that's how I knew. And I guess I was scared though for a long time, what years I was building and I didn't really want to build, but I didn't know how to not build because I was scared that no one was going to hire me just as a designer. Right. Cause it's harder to yeah. get work. Or I'm thinking it's harder to get work. You know, maybe that statement before I said, not even necessarily true. Maybe yeah. it's not harder to get work. Maybe it's just all about your mindset which it just it's i guess that's that's how it is on everything else so yeah the fear is bigger than uh, what the actual obstacle is yeah yes. sometimes um and and it's now it, it's obviously a kind of expensive way for you to do stuff it sounds like you're very, very successful in everything that you kind of do um and it will come back to it um and uh, you know it seems like you're really good at doing stuff and figure out what you really like to do. Now, if you go back like to your 20 year old, um, what advice you would go and then what are the things that you could do potentially to kind of arrive to your destination a little sooner? Would you change anything? Um, I don't know if I change anything. Cause I said, you know, before I said, Oh man, I wish I would have just gotten to multifamily right away. But then people are like, yeah, but then you wouldn't have any, any experience. Like you wouldn't, know how that wall is built you wouldn't you know right. you wouldn't know how to deal with tenants you wouldn't know any of that stuff so right. I basically every single aspect there is to renting properties and the maintenance like I've done everything except for you know some certain states have different climate you know like yeah I used to ACs going out like they go out in Phoenix right so yeah but I'm used to heaters breaking down all the time and trying to you know unfreeze pipes and all that stuff so there's a few things that are related to the climate that I don't know. But other than that, I know pretty much everything there is about building. And so there's quite a bit of experience that I have there. So I don't know if I'd, if I'd give that up necessarily. I probably wouldn't be as good of a designer. So, I mean, I don't know if I'd do anything different, but I, I, you could. You could just make the jumps faster, I'd say. I've, yeah. I, I, made, I made the most uh, improvement recently, and it's all about mindset. So 
I'd yeah. say the money thing is by far the biggest. Thank you for listening to 10,000 Roads to Financial Independence. This can be you. What if today was the day you started the countdown clock to your financial independence? Join many others like you at www.easyfiuniversity.com to get started.